Welcome back to Fantasy Suites Podcast, y'all. What the frick is up? <laughs> I am your host, Coco Olivia, and we made it through episode five of Matt James's journey last night. And to say that we made it through is pretty accurate because... While we saw the end of several villains this season, the drama, the toxicity, it's its just too much for me, y'all. And if I'm being totally real, I, I'm, I'm not loving Matt. I'm not loving him. But we'll get all into that this episode because we have some thoughts. All right, let's kick it off. So opening scene, we have the um, famous showdown walk-off on the Nemecolon grounds between Victoria and Kate and Brittany and Ryan. And it opens with Victoria and Kit talking trash about the new girls. And it's pretty intense to hear. And before anyone says anything to the contrary... Kit was super implicated in this conversation. She was a participant, okay? So she is full on in that mean girl squad. I don't love it. And Brittany and Ryan make a comment in passing that the new girls are bullies. And they are, y'all, they are. And because the format of the show is totally wild and outrageous now, we are jumping right into a rose ceremony. Oh, yes. And y'all, Matt addresses in this kind of like roundabout way all of the drama that's going on in the house. He immediately jumps into the group and basically says like a life coach, um, things are getting toxic in the house and we need to address this. And not for nothing, it just feels a little mansplainish. Like, yeah, all the girls are, this is crazy. This sorority type vibe of hazing. And during this, during Matt's monologue, we get a good look at some of the girls' dresses. And we have Canalina looking amazing in this silvery sequin pageant moment. Um, Serena C always looking fresh and fly and all of that good stuff in a crisp white um like strapless suit it was very cute and it wasn't a suit sorry it was like um like a a bodice and some flared pants I think maybe I don't know it looked amazing on her um unfortunate though thumbs down for Katie's red sequin prom dress it felt a little outdated oh man but all the girls looked pretty much like so beautiful so well put together even if I did not agree with their fashion choices so love that for them and during Matt's monologue we have Anna having an internal meltdown because she's realizing that this is about her accusations about Brittany 
Lol. So funny to see her face crack of the century. Thankfully, Matt immediately whisks Brittany away to go talk to her. And this conversation really fucking sucked for me. I just really don't love how Brittany is having to say all of these things and like expose herself in this way. And Matt just kind of says, mm-hmm, yeah, like, I don't know. It's just, I don't love his reactions to things. And it's pretty obvious, you know, which girls he's invested in, which ones he's not, right? Um, so back with the girl group, Anna decides to try and fix this and says, I hate everything about this, quote. Girl, me too. She again repeats the rumor about this escort and says, you know, I I made a big mistake and this one mistake is going to cost me, you know, my potential future that I gave up everything for this guy. And it was just kind of like, okay, girl, whatever. And so Matt finally comes to get Anna. She doesn't even go and get him. He has to go get her and confronts her about what happened. So in their sort of like one-on-one moment, Anna fakes a medical reaction, says she's breaking out in hives. And y'all, I cannot. Matt James finally dismisses her. It is the end of Anna and says, sorry, I need to create a safe space for these girls. And that's like the absolute bare minimum, by the way, that you owe the women, Matt James. Um, So, yeah. And Anna has a mental breakdown. And I believe the tears. Like, I really, I believed in that moment that she realized she fucked up and she was feeling the gravity about how this was going to be portrayed on TV. I really do. Um, So unfortunate for her, but hopefully she learned from all of this. And we say goodbye to Anna. He walks her out. It's pretty funny. She leans back on the couch to have like a bit more of a, like a bit more of a crying moment. And then Matt James just interrupts her and he's like, can I walk you out? (laughs) That was pretty masterful. And back with the ladies, we are having this big confrontation moment between between Victoria, Katie, and Ryan. And <laughs> after Ryan has spilled her heart out to Matt James about the bullying and how in her initial group date toast um, on her first date, Ryan was greeted to Victoria cheersing to the OGs only. And can we just like talk about that term? Like none of y'all are original gangsta. Like fuck off. Like OGs, give me a break. They don't even know what this means. And as Ryan is breaking this down to Victoria and saying how inappropriate this was and how that's what she told Matt, Victoria walks out in the middle of the conversation, y'all. Like, just walks out. And rude as fuck, 
forever. Cannot deal with her. And as she's walking out, we, the viewer, are treated again to her fucking bra not being lined up. Like, and at least this time it's like a beige bra against a sort of like orange satin gown. But, or like burnt orange or whatever that color is. Um, It just feels a little bit like the producers and costuming are always seeking to make her look extra messy though right like I feel both times that or all three times that her bra or whatever has been very prominently featured she's also had these sidebar conversations with producers and I noticed during the rose ceremony as well all the other girls is hair all the other ladies hair excuse me um was like perfect and immaculate and quaffed and they obviously kind of had maybe a moment to get themselves together. Um, But again, Victoria looking like a full-on mess, hair everywhere. I don't know. Like it just, it definitely feels like, it feels very heavy-handed on the producer part for sure. Um, But thankfully, Chris Harrison, Dark Lord Chris Harrison, has arrived to announce that the cocktail party is over okay because matt james knows what he wants to do (laughs) all right so in a little in the moment interview you have mj literally talking about how (laughs) she wants the ogs on the front line going into the ceremony it just all feels very dark and and military Ish. And I feel like I learned that she was a veteran or she is a veteran um, last week. And that just makes a lot of sense to me in a lot of ways. Well, um, so we were here in the rose ceremony and already with roses, we have Piper, Brie and Michelle. So we're going to leave them out of the standings, but we're giving out 12 roses tonight. And the rose flower order follows with first rose, Brittany, second rose, Ryan. So making a big statement, giving the first two roses out to the new girls. And Justenia comments on that, um, really really references standings. And there's this whole new awareness about how... (laughs) And when you get roses during the ceremony and what that speaks to. So, fascinating. Third rose goes to Rachel. Again, very telling. Fourth rose to Serena P. And we loved Rachel and Serena P's dress. Like, this was the first time I think I really saw them come into view. Really lovely. Fifth rose to Maggie. Sixth rose to Kit. Seven rose, seventh rose to MJ. Ugh. Uh, eighth rose to Jasenia, ninth rose to Katie, tenth to Abigail, looking really classic and a little LBD moment. Eleventh rose to Chelsea. Oh my God, dress of the night with that white strappy thing. Holy moly! Um, and last rose to Serena C. Kind of not shocking. She's been sort of at least adjacent to the mean girl behavior, right? 
Um, surprisingly, though, we are saying goodbye to Lauren. What? I thought he had a great connection with Lauren. I'm shook. Mari, who's like the hottest person alive. What in the actual fuck? Um, Catalina, and it is finally the end of Victoria. Yes. Um, so that means we're saying goodbye to four plus one ladies tonight, right? Um, sadsies, super sad to see Lauren and Mari go. I feel like they both have a great shot at paradise, especially Mari. Like, I definitely want to see Mari in a bathing suit all summer. Holy moly. Um, also during the commercial break here, we got this weird bachelor promo for a casting eligible seniors. Um, my girl Bachelor Horoscopes told me that apparently they started casting for this right before the pandemic. I had no idea about this, but um, this does not seem like the time, ABC. All right. We need to protect our seniors, not expose them to potential COVID. What the fuck? Ugh. But then we're back. And it's a date card. And the one-on-one -on -one is going to Rachel, finally. And, y'all, it's the pretty woman date. I look forward to this date every season, but more on um, the Bachelorette season, like when the lady treats the when the lead treats the dude um only because I find the dudes so much funnier like they usually horse around more and they usually like find a way to make it about the lead anyway so it's really sweet but I don't this one this day just felt so weird and maybe it was like the whole COVID context or the dresses themselves which were gorgeous by the way um but I don't know, it, it very much just felt like they were in an empty store, you know? Uh, I was, I, I, yeah, I was living for that orange shiny moment, though, that Rachel was wearing. And I don't normally love orange, but she rocked that. Uh, and Matt gives her a pair of Louboutins and because she needs to wear some shoes while she's trying on all these dresses and gifts them to her. And of course she has to act like it's a gift from Matt James himself. And she says something like, I'm not worthy. And it's like, yes, girl, you're worthy of a pair of shoes. If you don't think that of yourself, honey, Honey, <sighs> but back at the Chateau Common Room, we are finding out who is going on the group date. And on this group date, we have Serena P, Brie, Katie, Piper, Ryan, Michelle, Brittany, Maggie, Abigail, Chelsea, Jessica, and MJ, which means... Baby Kit is getting the one-on-one. -on -one. Oh, my gosh. And as we see sort of the pre-drama of the group date unfold in the group setting, 
we see the end of Rachel's date, which culminates in a beautiful horse-drawn carriage, and I was living for that moment. I thought it was so cute. I'm not really going to go over um, their date too much, because even though they kissed and they had this dumb conversation about nothing... <laughs> It, it did seem pretty obvious that they had a connection. And Matt, I don't know. I just, it felt like them bonding over nothing. Like she wasn't, she kept saying confidence over and over again. And that's literally all I have in my notes. And I cannot bring myself to watch that date again. <laughs> it was so boring. Um, it just makes me question what kind of things Matt is looking for. And they see, all seem to be pretty superficial at this point. Yeah. <sighs> Unfortunate. So um, we go into this group date portion of the episode. And guess what? It's on a farm. <laughs> of course, whenever they have the pretty woman date, they always counteract it with some kind of insane either gross or difficult or scary kind of date for the rest of the ladies and this one kind of killed me um <laughs> they're like milking Frenchie the goat they are <clears throat> harvesting chicken eggs I'm not sure but I'm pretty I I think MJ was chasing Matt with some eggs that she was going to throw at him, which seems just really wasteful. I don't know. And Matt literally runs away from MJ and into the arms of Piper, who he immediately starts making out with. I'm dead. Number one, that was a hot makeout session. I felt it. Like, their whole bodies were into it. <laughs> I liked it. Number two, you have MJ being like, oh, oh shit, when she realized what's happening and shows herself out. And number three, like, that's not sustainable, MJ. Don't waste eggs. I mean, again, I'm not sure if it was eggs. Maybe it was just, like, mud or whatever, but... <sighs> Y'all... And we are going into the night portion of this group date. And for some reason, they've dressed Matt up like a puppet, a Muppet. <laughs> He's in a shaggy neon purple sweater where the collar doesn't even like, it just sits at his like collarbone kind of, just creates a weird silhouette. I don't know. It, it Carrie, the costume department really needs to be called out because they are doing some disservices to the people on this show. Um, but the people who are doing some services to this show have showed up on the night portion of this group date because holy shit, Maggie in that pink dress, I died. Chelsea in that white teddy coat, oh my god, style icon. I'm obsessed. Ugh. 
Um, and we got some really nice one-on-one conversations with Matt during this night. So that was um, refreshing. Abigail is talking about her insecurities over potentially having children as they also might be hearing impaired. There is a strong possibility of that. Um, and Matt's response kind of sucks. He just goes, oh, yeah, I get it. Um, and he doesn't get it. Like, he has no fucking idea what he's talking about. And I don't know. That was really, really disappointing to me. Oh, Matt. Um, he has a nice connectivity moment with Michelle. And they make out. Nice to see that this is being sustained and then and then oh and then we got mj confronting mj that's right matt james finally talks to mj (laughs) i don't even know her full name and um basically tells her that she has been labeled as an antagonizer and a bully and of course that was from Katie's conversation with Matt two nights prior and MJ goes around and confronts the fucking group and y'all it gets crazy fucking Jasenia gets stuck in the mix uh, basically standing up for the others, saying she has been contributing towards a toxic atmosphere, y'all. And it turns into this whole MJ versus Justenia thing. And the way that MJ dismisses and speaks to Justenia as a woman of color is disgusting, She talks, MJ talks about leading by example and puts herself in like a whole other kind of category. And it's just low key racial microaggressions. And we've been seeing this from MJ from the onset and it's, it's extremely disturbing. And I'm glad that it's going to be in the forefront of the next episode when we finally get rid of MJ. Also super fascinating to see um, that the way that this kind of devolves later on in the episode, but we will get, we'll get there. Um, Luckily we are going from this group date confrontation drama to Kit's one-on-one. And little Kit, little baby Kit, is getting a cooking date in Matt's private suite at the Chateau. Um, I suppose since she is the billionaire Harris um, (laughs) to her mother's fashion design empire, um, she doesn't need the pretty woman date. So hence why they stick her in the kitchen, because apparently that is Kit's happy place. And it's actually kind of surprising to see the level of Kit's emotional involvement. And she expresses some really realistic and beautiful things to Matt. And their connection seems really genuine. Like, 
maybe it's more on the physical side. Like there was definitely some open legs, like very sexy makeout sessions. Um, but also they just, they did seem to connect. Matt talks about it being easy and how he's not reaching for anything. I don't know what that fucking means, <laughs> but it sounds like he's really into Kit and is feeling their connection. So I think I might have to amend our top five to include Kit in there. Like, dang. It, it just, it felt kind of real, you know? Finally, we are going into the last portion of this dumpster fire episode. <laughs> and we see that it's the next day. It's before the rose ceremony. And prior to the cocktail party, MJ and Jacenia receive an invitation to have a conversation, a two-on-one conversation with Matt. So I guess this is their version of the two-on-one date in the sense that it's really just going to be like a pre-elimination to see who's talking mad shit and who isn't. And I just feel really bad for poor little Jacenia, who is getting like brought into this whole mess of everything poor her <sighs> yikes um we see them like transported in this car ride across the chateau going towards this pre two-on-one date and it is like the most uncomfortable fakest producer shit ever it's just it's too much this is embarrassing i'm embarrassed to be here but i'm here because you said my name you know what i stand for i preach harmony peace you put my character in question with matt you put my relationship in jeopardy based off an accusation that you made about my character. I have never been more hurt in my life. I am furious right now. You should be embarrassed because we are here because of your actions right now. Are you done? Yes. And that is the definition of gaslighting. It is not an accusation or slander if it's true. If you have bullied people and said things and created a toxic environment, that is called being held accountable. Do not gaslight other people who seek to hold you accountable. And I hope that this is the lesson that MJ is going to be taking home in the conclusion of this two-on-one next episode. Sorry to get serious there, but the Mean Girl vibe this season is just too fucking much, and Matt James has let it go on for way too long. So very excited to see how that is going to play out, and hopefully we will see the end of MJ and the redemption of Sweet Jacenia. And that's it. That's all. That's the end of the episode. Matt James rolls in his red convertible, sits down between the ladies, 
we see one rose between the two of them. And that's the conclusion of this week's episode five. Wow. Are you okay? I'm not okay. The drama, the toxicity, the gaslighting, the manipulative behavior. We have a lot of mean girls this season, I feel like, and a lot of people who are unfortunately getting wrapped up in the drama. Y'all, next week is going to be a wild ride. It looks like emotions are running high. I feel like Ryan is going to be having an emotional week, it looks like. Oh my lord, we have a huge confrontation between Serena C and Katie Brewing. I really do think that Serena C is unfortunately adjacent to this mean girl shit. And it looks like Piper is finally getting a one-on-one. And we will see the return of Tyler Cameron. Yikes. But someone whose return we are anticipating is, of course, Heather Martin. It's going to be interesting to see what kind of wild drama she stirs up with the ladies as well. Oh, man. And she is a great player. Like, I am definitely... I think that she's going to be wonderful. And she has good connections to Matt's sort of side crew as well. Um, I did love that little bit at the end of the episode where they let, where they show like the group date challenge where they're running through like these, this goat pen and there is so much hay everywhere. And it's so funny to see all of the ladies be so terrified of these goats getting near them. Lol, I'm here for it. Um, wow, what a ride. I need a nap after watching this episode twice and recapping it here for y'all. But thank you for hanging in there with me. Is anyone else on board with Chelsea for Bachelorette, please? <laughs> oh my god, I don't know. Um... Thank you for joining us for this recap episode of Matt James's journey to find something. I don't know what it's going to be. Hopefully it's some common sense because I have some worries. Um, we love you. I am your host, Coco Livia. <laughs> we will see you next time on Fantasy Suites Podcast. And until then, take it easy, babies.